What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Welcome back to God Be Crazy. Today on the podcast, we're talking about, does the Bible really say that? So in this episode, we are addressing phrases we commonly hear, perspectives held by most believers, and stories we assume are correct because we've been retelling them for ages and they may not actually be. So we're going to drop into a conversation that you and I, Christy, are having on the topic of prosperity gospel. Yeah. And we know that this is a topic that some may take offense to, and guys, that is definitely not our intention. Just bear with us because our purpose is to shine light on the half-truths that are common beliefs. Mm-hmm. We are not saying that it's black or white. It's not prosperity or poverty. Y'all, there's gray area. Right. We are not saying that you shouldn't be asking God to bless you. Mm-hmm. We are not saying that you shouldn't be asking for God to heal you or even give you financial blessings. But what we are saying is that you can ask God for these things. But that doesn't mean that you should expect just because you asked that you get it exactly the way you asked when you asked for it. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not our genie in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Aguilera does not exist. Does not. <laughs> no offense to Christina. <laughs> It it doesn't mean that God doesn't want to bless us, but the blessings don't always look like we think they should. He doesn't say, if you follow me, you're going to be living in dirt and expect nothing. But he kind of does say, you don't follow me, so you get a bunch of stuff. Right. You follow me because I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through me. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you follow me, I'm asking you to obey me. That means obey the decrees and commands I give you, but also obey what I tell you specifically. Everybody's walk is different and unique. He asks what he asked you to do. He's not asking your neighbor to do. And well, he may not be. He, he might not be. Right. <laughs> he does ask us all to go with the Great Commission. He does ask us all to go in once we have received these things as true we go into the world and seek and save other people. It's not just supposed to stop with In you. his name. In his name. That's what he says. We seek out other people, teach them who he is, lead them to a knowledge of him and the truth, the Trinity, and go make disciples of men. Go show people who I am. And so that is a, that's to me a, a creed for, for every believer. I just feel like it's extremely dangerous to go down this rabbit hole that society is circling in right now. We we see God only one way. 
Mm-hmm. And it's through our lens, which is crazy because there's only one way to see him, and that's through the Bible. It paints the picture of who he is. And if we really dig in, we will realize that he is multifaceted, that he his thoughts are Not well thoughts. beyond <laughs> our thoughts. We mm-hmm. will never understand all the ways of God. That's not going to happen. Right. And we try to quid pro quo God <laughs> or tit for tat with him. Like, you give me this and I'll do this. Or I'll do this if you do that. God is not a bargaining God. That's not how it works. Now, I will say that there are instances in the Bible, there are stories where prophets of God and men and women of God who are um, very close with him and in close relationship with him ask God if this happens, will you do this? Mm-hmm. That There are instances of that. So I'm not saying that you can't have that conversation with God mm-hmm. if you have a relationship with him. Yeah. But I am saying to expect that if you give $5 to God, then he's going to turn around and give you $5,000. <laughs> or at least your five back. is kind of silly. Because the truth is, he does bless us. But we are not guaranteed those things. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that you are guaranteed those things, you might be believing something that's a half-truth. Mm-hmm. And it's important to read the scripture to determine if that is actual, actually true. Right. And it changes our hearts, I think. If you have the belief system that if you put in that five dollars that you're going to get five dollars then when you put it in you're already going me it's all about me i'm giving this so i get so i get it back i'm giving this so i get more back i'm it's not giving you know as as christ said when he was here he loves a a cheerful giver well that's not a very cheerful you know generous gift if you're giving because you expect and wait for how it's going to come back to you right if the intention of your mm-hmm. heart is not pure yeah what's the point right sometimes what i tell my kids is sometimes you put in money and you never see it again yeah. that's how it is sometimes when you give a grand you lose a grand and somebody else gets it and he uses it for his purposes or that church uses it for their well, purposes. and the other thing that I want to bring up about this is prosperity gospel leads us to believe that we are the most important, mm-hmm. right? Because your focus is on you. And everything that Jesus teaches is to surrender yourself right. to him. Not bring the focus onto you. What do I get out of this? What do I get from this? It's not about that. It's about giving up everything you have to live a life that's pleasing to him. Take up your cross and follow me. It doesn't say take up your cross, donate some money. I'll give it back to you times 10 and we can be the best of friends. <laughs> that's not what it says. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. So <laughs> there is a gray area, y'all. We're not saying that Jesus doesn't want us to be to be blessed, that Jesus doesn't, Jesus doesn't want to take care of us. All those things... He does want to bless his people. He does. And he does bless us, y'all. He does want to take care of us. And he will because it says he feeds the birds. How much more do you think he's going to take care of us? Like he is going to. Yeah, Matthew 6. But it it doesn't say that you're going to get what you want when you want it if you do X, Y, Z. That's not what it says. And 
we, if you fully believe in this prosperity gospel or health and wealth gospels, however you call it, then you're real mad at God when he didn't come through with a promise exactly. he actually never gave you. Yeah. You know, we were reading earlier, where is it? In Malachi, Malachi 3, talks about robbing God. And at the time, if you read the scripture in well, Malachi Well, I think we 3, should. Let's okay, read the scripture. Okay. okay because in Malachi 3, so first of all, this message is not to us as modern day folks. I guess it can apply and it, 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 we can talk about that in a minute, but yeah, just read the scripture. Um, in Malachi three, starting in verse six, this message is to the Jews of that day, and he's saying, um, "The Lord doesn't change." And he goes on to say, "Let me see." Uh, but you ask, how how do we return? Will a man? So verse eight is where it really starts. Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. This is the nation. These are the Jews of Israel. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord God Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord God Almighty. This is a promise to Israel. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord God Almighty. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord God Almighty? Can I stop you for a second? Uh huh. That particular verse right there goes exactly to what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. The attitude that some have whenever they say, "Oh well, I gave this much money in tithes and offering, and I, I here I am over here, and now I have, I, I didn't get healed. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a healing." Yeah. My mortgages still do. Yeah. I, I didn't get, like, I did what I was supposed to do. That attitude is exactly what that scripture reminds me of. Right. Read that one part again. The, just that scripture about that. It says, um, you have said harsh things against me, said the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said, it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord God Almighty? What's in it for us? And it's that right there. But then it goes on. It says, but now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper and even those who challenge God escape. Like it's not people who don't follow God get the good things. So this is how they feel now. Yeah. Because they have, now they have gotten themselves in a mindset that they should have gotten things from God. And when it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to, now they're like, oh, poor me. Those people that are evil are getting blessed and mm-hmm. we're over here not. And God's going, you have a crappy attitude towards me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's calling them out. If he's calling them out back in Malachi, why are we doing the same thing today? Yeah, we do. And this is, so we've talked about this. Um, I've been visiting churches for a long time, about two and a half-ish years. I've gone to lots of churches. We've gone to a lot of mm-hmm. churches. And this is a message we hear in most of them. All if, the time. Like, 
if you want God to bless you, who's ready to bless, who's ready for a blessing? Okay, open up, get the QR code, scan if you want a blessing. I'm like, what? That's not what he said. He says, give with a cheerful heart. It's time to give and see what God wants to do with this money. It's time to give. It's not time to be blessed. There are times <laughs> where God says, do this and I'm going to do this for you. Just like he did for them. But he said but he it was to them. specifically talking to them. Has God specifically told that to you? That if you do this, I'm going to do this for you? Mm-hmm. Because if he hasn't and you're just going out based off of like, you're going to get what you give. Y'all, that promise may not be for you. Have you read the scriptures? Yeah. And I hear, I hear in my head as I say this, I can just hear some people because I, y'all, there. This is not a popular opinion, and there are plenty of people that I know that I'm friends with, that I'm family with, that would go, mm, "You're wrong there, sis." Mm-hmm. And I hear in my head some of their their clapbacks for me, and all I can say is that you should take this topic to God. And you should fall on your face before him, not to anyone else, to God. Because I believe with all my heart that he will show you how he blesses his people, how he loves his people, what that looks like, and also teach you how to worship and and praise him and give in an honoring way to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Without expecting that you should get all these things back. That you would find a way to lay down your life. To surrender to him. And accept what He what he's giving you. Yeah. And be grateful for it. And if there's something that you're in need of. By all means ask him. He wants us to ask for the things that we need. Mm-hmm. But and even don't the things that do we it. Want. And even the things that we want. That's yeah. right. But don't do it with the attitude expecting that I did this for you, God. I gave this to you. Now, you should uphold your end of the deal and give me what I want or need. Because mm-hmm. if you do that, you are the one who is creating a gap between you and God. And you are allowing the enemy to use something that is supposed to be an offering you're giving to God to put a division between you and him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'll be real disappointed every time when he doesn't do what you think he promised you to do. So what he actually promises us is that he does say, I bless, but I decide who I bless and I decide who I curse. It's up to me. Yep. And I know all of you and all of your hearts. I know all your moves. I know all your motives. And I will decide what is in the best interest, what what has to happen. And so that's what we're saying. We give because he asks us to give. We don't give with the expectation that things are going to go how we say they should. Right. So it's it truly needs to be an attitude of not our will be done, but, but God, yours. your will be done. We give and we expect nothing upon return. Just like he asks us to give to other people without expecting that they're going to pay it back. It's easy to give to someone who you know can pay you back. Right. It's not easy to give to someone who uh, has absolutely nothing to give you. Like, they'll never be able to make it up. Yeah. And well, and that's the same so. to, to me with forgiveness even. You know, it's easy yeah. to forgive somebody who doesn't have much to be forgiven for. Yeah. It's real hard to forgive someone... Her requires a lot of it. Yeah. 
Another thing that we seem to believe that that we are promised or owed is Mm -hmm. happiness. The way that we understand happiness and what that truly entails is skewed. It's based on our version of happiness. And we're happy by things that are worldly. Yes. We're happy about things that are worldly or self-serving. And the happiness that he is promising or offers us is not that same kind of self-love happiness. Right. It's much more than just good feelings. Yeah. Not just based on circumstances or emotions, but blessing here refers to like the joy of the Lord is how I would put it. Mm -hmm. Like knowing God and coming into a real relationship with him and following him and knowing him is to me like it's exciting and it is... I, I I don't know, our dance together, I just feel like it draws me closer to him. I get more curious about him. I see his goodness in ways that my eyes had not ever seen before. So um, it's just like the joy of people who share knowing that God is truly good. His salvation is covering me. He sees me and he knows me. I mean, that that gives me a joy beyond a happiness that is eternal happiness well and that's because happiness comes from god it is in the hope in him faith in him humility obedience all of those things that Mm -hmm. is where happiness comes from it's in surrendering ourselves and following him he is the source he's the only he's the way the truth and the light Mm -hmm. no one comes to the father but by him He is the only source. Jesus is our source of happiness. God is our source of happiness. Like, it doesn't fade. Otherwise, you're not, it is not true joy. It is not true happiness. If it can be, if it's fleeting, if it can change based on your circumstance, that's not true happiness. And As a culture and society, that is the kind of happiness that we seek out, the kind that is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Because we do not have enough experiences with true happiness (laughs) to have an understanding Mm -hmm. of what that really is. Mm -hmm. So our limited knowledge teaches us that if we get the warm, fuzzy feelings inside, then we're happy. And Mm -hmm. that's what happiness is. And we should pursue that at all costs. When in reality... What we should be pursuing is the life that comes when we leave here. Because our true prize, our true joy and happiness is only through Christ. And that can only be achieved when we are whole. And we can only be made whole. We can begin that journey here. But that true transition happens when we are joined together again with Christ. Mm Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. In our eternal life with Him. 
So everything we pursue that's outside of him really is an artificial fix, which is why you have to keep getting more of your artificial fix because it evaporates and then you have to go get more and then evaporates and you go get more. But if you get filled up with something real, it stays. And and scripture offers um, verses to back this up. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the Beatitudes is a great example because the Beatitudes... Um, translated, I can't remember, I think it's Latin for happy. Mm-hmm. And um, we look at the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. There, Hey, there's nothing in there that says, blessed is the man who gets the Gucci handbag, or the woman who gets, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that says that. Blessed, blessed. is the man who gets front row seats to that concert. <laughs> Blessed is the man who's driving a Ferrari. It's not there, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, just because these things make us smile in the moment or music makes us feel good or all of these things, these that is not where our true happiness lies. Yeah. If it were, there would be scripture about that. And there's not. Yeah. And there's nothing in and of themselves that's wrong with that to enjoy something here that might be pleasurable, but it is not to be our focus or our idol. Right. It goes on to say that, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Being a peacemaker, being persecuted. Y'all, did y'all hear that? (laughs) Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Persecuted. There's nothing about the word persecuted that translates to happy or fun or good times or feely goods. And that's, it's so dangerous to me. The things that we allow ourselves to believe because it feels better. Mm -hmm. Y'all. Please take time to cultivate a relationship with God and allow him to work on your heart to show you the differences. Because if you stay with this mindset, you're going to be disappointed all the time. You're going to be left wanting all the time. You're going to be left feeling like you're forsaken, forgotten, abandoned, like God isn't with you. Mm -hmm. Like if this is where your happiness lies, if this is where your hope lies in the things that you have here or in the things that you want or even in the people in your life. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be sad. You're going to be disappointed. I like also in verse six, um, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. So if we are chasing to me, that says blessed, blessed are those who are chasing after righteousness. Mm -hmm. Well, that is really counter worldly. That is the opposite of running after the world is running after God's righteousness and that kind of life. And if you run after that kind of life, guess what? You will be very unpopular and people will not like you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it goes on to say in verse 11, blessed are you. This goes on. uh, This is about persecution. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, say false things about you, speak all kinds of evil against you, not just because of you, but because of me. It says, when you are living righteously and people hate you for it, remember to rejoice and be glad, not complain and be sad. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. If you're following after God, you can expect that this world will not like you. You can expect it to be hard. Mm-hmm. And everyone's journey is different, y'all. There are some people that it looks like everything's easy in their life. It looks like that they have 
all the X, Y, and Z things that you would want to make you happy. Mm. They have the family life that you would want to emulate. They have all these things, but you do not know their heart. You do not know their relationship with God. You don't know their true walk. You don't know their struggles. That is why it's so important that we take our eyes off of each other yep. and off the things of this world and we put them on God. Mm-hmm. And run your race with Him. Ask Him, what do you want me to do with my life? Surrender your life to Him. See, why did you create me? What do you want me to be doing here? Mm-hmm. Why am I created for this time? And for what purpose? Um, what does that look like? Because... There's lots of distractions to be found when you look over at whoever is doing whatever. And um, you can be disappointed because maybe your life doesn't look as fun. Or, (laughs) you know, you get your eyes fixed on other people's walks that isn't, it's not yours. And um, we're to fix our eyes on our journey and our path and be set apart. And, um, you know, sometimes we can look over and think, oh, that looks more fun. Well, it, it's it's true. It, it It is, but it leads to a different place. Yeah. You know, we are told, unfortunately, um, it it's true that wow. we're, <laughs> that there are consequences for sin. Some people, that's another, I, I think, um, myth that some, even Christians, believe that in the end, love wins. And God is not actually going to destroy people because he loves us. And... A loving God wouldn't do that. And anybody who tells you that has not read, does not has not come into a knowledge of the truth of God. He says he wants everyone to choose him. But the reality is he's already told us that most aren't going to. Yep. He says that wide is the gate to destruction and narrow yeah, is right. the path that yep. leads to eternal life. That doesn't stop us from going after and speaking truth to people who need to hear it. And he also says that there are going to be many people that say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that that have allowed themselves to be deceived. Yeah. He means what he says. He is really saying, run after me, hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's nothing new under the sun. The Bible hasn't changed. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His message is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His message had always been, if you do not turn from your sins and run to him and repent, you will not make it. That there is no there is no scripture in the Bible that says otherwise. You have no choice. You have a choice. I was gonna say, yeah, you do. The thing (laughs) is you get to choose that, but ultimately there's only one way. That's what I mean when I say when I said that. I wasn't saying like Bah, you have no choices. But what I mean is, there's only one way, and he makes it very clear. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father but through me. The only way to find happiness, to find joy, to become whole, to find peace, to prosper, (laughs) is to live a life that is surrendered to Christ. Yeah. And there is so much peace in that. Because we can deal with so much persecution and pain here um, that that we don't feel to the degree that maybe logically we should because we already know what he's promised and we believe in that. I think that's how the joy of the Lord permeated through 
Paul's whole system and caused him to sing out and cry out to the Lord in rejoicing ways when he was tied in chains. Well, and Paul knew what he was promised. He knew that there was coming a time when he was going to get to be mm-hmm. with God and none of this other stuff would matter. Mm-hmm. And this was temporary. This is a temporary time. Mm-hmm. This, our mindset is that this mm-hmm. is this is life. This is all there is. And the truth is there's so much more than this. This mm-hmm. is just a snippet of time mm-hmm. that we are here. And and all the horrible suffering that he endured, his body may have been in pain. His body may have been tethered to the wall. Sure. But his mind was somewhere else. Yeah. It was focused on his promise. It was focused on his mission. It was fully sold out and trusting that God is who he says he is. Jesus was who he said he who he is. And to say that God doesn't allow that for his people or doesn't want that for his people or, you know, if you truly believe that God is a God that wouldn't allow suffering, I beg of you to read the Bible. Listen to any of these episodes we've talked Goodness, about. Yeah. Human trafficking, um, child yeah. abuse, mm-hmm. you know, just domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Y'all, sometimes we suffer at the hands of other human beings that just make terrible choices. And sometimes God is teaching us a lesson. The emeralds. <laughs> Y'all, the, the hemorrhoids from the last couple of episodes. Like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many things. The Bible's full of curses, plagues, different mm-hmm. things that he put upon his people when they were disobedient. That's not because he doesn't love them. It's because he was trying to teach them a lesson and bring them back to him because mm-hmm. he knows better than we know. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that God is only a happy, feely good God and that he's only a God of love and he doesn't have any other aspects to him, he's not multifaceted, I beg of you to yeah. reread the Bible yeah. and to dig in. Yeah, Ask God to show you the truth of things because... There's more to it than that, y'all. Right. And I think of, too, when he says that, or when we say, we kind of feel like, um, I think another lie or half-truth is God doesn't give us more than we can handle. It's like, um, have you read the Bible? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure be- being beheaded was a little more than John the Baptist could handle. Right. I mean, he didn't, like, take his head and stick it back on his neck and go, I can handle this, you know. He, I think Pharaoh's daughter, wanted his head on a platter for her birthday, and that's what she got. And I don't I don't know why that happened, but I know that John the Baptist sounds like a very faith-filled man. And he was a relative, wasn't he, of, of Jesus himself. And mm-hmm. so I think he loves him very much, and I don't think that he, he enjoyed or delighted that his head got chopped off. Yeah, so the idea that he doesn't give us more than we can handle is not truth at all. In fact, the scripture says, it's 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, and it says, There hath no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So actually, he's saying he won't tempt us above what we're able, and with the temptation, he'll make a way out of it so mm-hmm. that we can bear it. It doesn't say that we're not going to be given more than we can handle. Yeah. It's, he's saying it's you'll a temptation. Be able, mm-hmm. You can escape. I'm going to give you a, a route out of it. Of the temptation. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing to of, do with what you can handle. Yeah. Not out of the trial itself or the situation. Right. Out of the temptation. Yeah. 
Another way that you actually, another thing that you brought to my attention here recently that I didn't even know about was um, another thing the Bible says that I didn't realize it said is you were like, you came in one day and you were like, did you know that Noah actually did not bring two of each animal into the ark? And I was like, what do you mean? I thought like the two by two thing. And you're like, "Mm -hmm, hold please. (laughs) And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I remember the sticker boards and the, like, felt boards of my VBS childhood. I was like, there were always two elephants and two donkeys and two pigs and everything, two birds. And you're like, nope, read it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm... So Genesis uh, 6 and 7 talks about the animals that God instructed Noah to bring into the ark. And you were right. I was like, oh... I didn't realize that. So we're going to read it. You've probably heard the same thing. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard the two by twos. Yeah. And the reason I come in like that is because it was a surprise to me as well. I, I've i read Genesis 6 and 7. I can't even tell you how many times over the years of my life. And I guess because it's ingrained in us and taught to us so many different ways, they come in two by two and this is that and there's two of each kind. That's That's all that I have taken it to ever be. And then when I was reading this, I was like, wait, wait, what does that say? And I read it again and again. And I was like, now I got to Google it because I'm crazy. Now I'm seeing things that ain't there. And I Google it. And sure enough, it, it points me back to the Bible that says what I thought it said. And then I come running into you like... Do you know this? It's real. It's real. We've been doing this. I feel like I've been like lied to all of VBS. It was a lie. I'm just kidding. It probably all wasn't. But this is, I think, something that's important that we know the difference of. So we're going to read in Genesis chapter 7. Genesis 7, 2. God is instructing Noah. He says, take with you seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate and two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. And then he goes on to say, seven days from now, he's going to send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and everyone's going to die that's not in your ark. And so he did all that the Lord commanded him. So we just... Hold, please. It says, <laughs> of every clean beast. I'm I'm reading. She read NIV. I'm using KJV. So just know that that's the difference if you hear any differences. Of every clean beast, you should take the by sevens, the male and his female. And of the beasts that are not clean, by two. By sevens. Sevens, the male and his female. That's 14, y'all. That ain't mm-hmm. two. That's 14. Of the clean beast, 14 of them, seven pairs, okay? Of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, that's just two. Mm-hmm. Of the fowls of the air by seven, the male and his female. Again, mm-hmm. 14. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And although these are details that I guess are not like... Um, this is not your salvation. Right. <laughs> right. But it just goes to show how easily... Someone can read, we can read something, tell somebody else, and then it's passed on to this thing. And then we've been preaching this, I mean, in VBS for, I mean, I've heard teaching, it, yeah. teaching kids this. Y'all, I have taught this, this way, in VBS <laughs> myself. I'm guilty of it, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. when I was a teenager, we used to help with VBS, and I remember specifically, we did a Noah 
thing and we talked about the animals and we two by two and there was a song like i taught this mm-hmm. and then i'm now i'm reading it and i'm like oh jesus i'm sorry <laughs> i thought this all wrong like yeah and yes we do realize that these are not life and death things but it, it's so important to recognize the truths and when you find a truth to make sure that you share that with the people who also may have believed a lie. Mm-hmm. Show them where they can find it and let them dig because yeah, it's important. If we can be swayed by something so small, any little thing, when those, it was a half truth. This, this, this does, if you read on down, it does say two by two. There's a point that it says those, those words. So that is true. Whenever I taught that in VBS, the two by two, um, that was true. But the other part was that there was 14, mm-hmm. not two. They went in in pairs, but they did, there were 14, 14. of those pairs, or, four, no, or seven, seven of those pairs. pairs. So 14 total right. animals of right. each of those kinds. And y'all, <laughs> it matters. Mm-hmm. It matters what we believe and it matters what we know to be true. And if you think you know a truth... And someone tells you differently, just like when I come in and told Bonnie that. Bonnie's mm-hmm. like, what? Nah, because she knows, too, that her truth is they come two by two. There's two of them, two, two of the elephants, mm-hmm. two of the donkeys, what she said earlier. But what she did was get out the Bible and look for herself. And that's what I think is important. Whenever you come across new information or someone brings something to you, even if it sounds wackadoodle or mm-hmm. berserk or totally different than what you've ever been taught, if it's not something that you have studied out your own self, and even if it is, take a second look. Go mm-hmm. and see. Look in the scripture. It's important. Yeah, because sometimes those may be these just, oh, the numbers were different um, in this case. Or it could be, it might be a salvation issue. Or right. it might be something you've told yourself that, um, or you've heard that is a half-truth. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. we buy the half-truths a lot easier than the outright lies because we recognize the part that is true and so we just sink our teeth into all of it without really questioning it so it's important to listen very carefully that we are not deceived even by people who have no intention to deceive right that that i don't think anyone at bbs you didn't intend like i'm gonna trick these little kids (laughs) like there's no intention there but it's just a mistake Right. And so, um, yeah, and we make mistakes too, man. Sure. I do not like it, but we do. So if we ever do, please email us, let us know. And not we... only that, but if we do correct, correct that, know it in your heart and, and go on, mm-hmm. you know, like, because we're, we're not claiming to be perfect. We're human. And yeah. we say this all the time and we even say it a lot in the podcast, you know, like we know that we make mistakes because mm-hmm. we are fallible mm-hmm. and we will continue to make mistakes unfortunately mm-hmm. until we leave this earth because that's part of sure being human but we are to do our very best and if we do make mistakes we're to acknowledge it yeah. and um, we want to be do repentant that. and mm-hmm. to do differently so we hope that we have said some things that will lead you guys to look and question whenever you go oh well that's what the bible says But is it really what the Bible says? Um, Yeah. Yeah, make sure that whenever you are saying, well, the Bible says this to anyone else or that you are hearing that being said, does it really say that? I think that's a phrase that I'm going to carry with with me 
that says, does the Bible really say that? Every time someone says, this is what it says. Or just ask, hmm, where is that? Let's look that up. Or say that to yourself. Luckily, we have Bibles on our phones, and so we carry our phones everywhere. And Easy access. We can look it up anytime we want. What does it really say about? So we hope that today it will make you think instead of just readily believing whatever it is that pops up in conversation. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. Mm